Hi everyone and welcome to our very, very, very first episode of Smart Women Connect. I'm Virginia Chernosky and I'm here today with my co-host, Sarah Aspinall. Hi Sarah, do you want to come in and Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. So we are here to facilitate a very open and honest discussion on health, wealth and relationships as we age. Um, Sarah and I have got an interesting story. We're very, very similar backgrounds, but until how many months ago was it? Was it two months ago that we met? I think it must have been about two, yeah, two months ago. It's crazy. <laughs> two months ago, um, we met in the strangest of circumstances. Um, I had read Hal Elrod's book on the morning miracle. And just after he did that, he released another book called The Miracle Equation. But on the back of The Miracle Equation, he decided to set up a channel um, and basically a Facebook page and a challenge group and bring people in to follow through with The Miracle Equation, which is just a challenge group to get you organized and achieve your goals. And when we went into that, there was a whole load of chat there about getting yourself an accountability partner so that you could set your goals and you could check in with someone else. And I put a request up in the page, as a lot of people did, asking for an accountability um, partner. Let's just say it didn't really work out. I chatted <laughs> to lots and lots of people. And I can't remember, Sarah, did you respond to me or did I respond to you? I had it, I hadn't responded to your particular request at that point. I remember seeing a discussion elsewhere and you commenting on someone else's post and then I hopped on and said, hey Virginia, we sound really alike. And it was at that point you said, I'm looking for someone. Um, we, should, we should chat, yeah. So it was by pure chance really. So there it was, we started chatting and um, yeah, now we chat on a really regular basis about mm. our businesses. And on the back of that, we discovered that we are both ex-lawyers. And how mm. could that happen? Ex-lawyers. <laughs> um, and that we have same kind of age group, both got kids, uh, dealing with all the usual issues that you have as you go into midlife and beyond. And yeah, we just hit it off. So here we are. We thought we would come together, do a podcast and start sharing an awful lot of the discussions that we have whenever we catch up for our own um, chats, helping each other discuss our own individual businesses. Do you want to tell people about you first? I can do, yeah. So I, yeah, my career took a bit of a turn. I, um, I was a lawyer, as Virginia uh, mentioned, in the city for, in London in, for 10 years. And that's where I met my husband. And we decided when we got married um, that we would have children. And at that point, I, I decided that carrying on and working the hours that I was working in a corporate environment. So my hours were very unpredictable. Um, I was doing a lot of libel work at that point. I was a litigator by training. Um, that I, I actually wanted to raise my kids and I didn't want to have a nanny raise my kids. Um, that is not a judgment on anyone that has decided to go down that path. We all go down different paths. It just wasn't the right path for me. And I hadn't come across 
any females um, in my workplace that had inspired me necessarily to, to go down that route. So my background before I'd become a lawyer, I had been a dancer. So I had trained in ballet. Uh, I'd got to um, high level. I'd received scholarship ballet school when I was 14. Uh, long story, but my mother was not keen for me to walk that path in life for many reasons, um, not least because it, it's not a certain path. And she wanted me to have independence. She wanted me to be an independent woman with my own money and security and safety. So um, I also had an interest in law. I was, you know, capable. That's the path I went down. But when I later on wanted to have a transition into becoming a mother, I needed something else that would work alongside my children. And so I left the law and I retrained to become a ballet teacher. And I freelanced teaching children for uh, five years. But right at the outset of that, I'd always had a really strong desire to teach women. I'd done a bit of New York City ballet, which doesn't now exist actually, but when I lived in London, and you're sort of grappling around to try and find something you know, when you're working long hours, if you're going to do an exercise class, you've got to enjoy it. It's got to be something that I was going to go and do. So I would go to the gym in the morning before work, but I just needed something. I was trying running at lunchtime, but there was, you know, I found the ballet class and it was a conditioning class and loved it. So I, I want to do that. I want to teach women because I loved it and I found it challenged my brain as well. I, I wasn't good at just being on a treadmill watching a television. It just didn't do it for me. So I wanted to do that. I retrained, I did a lot of work with that. And to cut a long story short, set up a local business, then teaching adults. That is now, yeah, that, that was super successful. But I was getting a lot of questions on my Facebook page. You know, do you have classes in Manchester? Do you have classes here? This sounds really interesting, I wanna do this. And of course I didn't, so it's at that point I thought, actually, you know, I can reach more women if I go online with this. And it took me two years to figure out how I was going to do that with integrity. Um, ballet is obviously very technical and it needed to be done in the right way. And so eventually I found that way. And, and that's that really. And so my business, Breaking Ballet, is now doing really well. And that um, over time has led me to meet you, Virginia, because I wouldn't have necessarily bought that book, um, The Miracle Equation, unless I was trying to figure out, you know, a, a way of balancing everything that I'm currently doing, um, you know, business and kids and the house and all the rest of it. Um, and I thought, well, The Miracle Equation sounds like something I need in my life. And that's, that's where we got to. Yeah, and I think your path was similar, but actually slightly different. It was, you don't live in rainy London for a start. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I'm, I'm over here in the, the sunny Cayman Islands. Um, yeah, no, I'm listening to you, and it's funny how, our, how influential women are in our lives. Um, I'm, I was a lawyer because of my mum too. So right. I, I actually wanted to, at the time, whenever I used to have a ch have chats with her about what I wanted to do, I actually wanted to be a baker. 
Um, wow. I love to bake. Uh, and the, that used to be the ongoing chat. Whenever I would say I want to be um, a baker, mum would say, you know, you're going to be a lawyer. And before I, before I knew it, I was saying I was going to be a lawyer as well. But I would always say as a kid, I'm going to be a lawyer through the day and I'm going to have a bakery at night. So I never lost that desire to go into to baking and to be honest I've still not lost that desire but I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for you to go on the bake-off Virginia <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to do it <laughs> I, I love I love to do it but yeah no same as same as you um I, I was a lawyer I oh gosh I think I must have been 12 years qualified um in back in Scotland I was a partner at that time I always remembered going into my degree and knowing that the minute that I stepped into law school that it wasn't actually what I wanted to do. Same. But I went through this, <laughs> I'll just keep going, you know, I'll just yeah, keep going, I'll okay. become an assistant, <laughs> I'll become an associate, I'll become a partner. And I got all the way to partner. Um, I mean, I, I did do very well. I had two children when I was, when I was a partner. Um, I was headhunted when I was pregnant. So, you know, all of these things about mm. glass ceiling and so forth, I just kind of look at it and say, really? Glass ceiling? Didn't find that any of my womanhood ever held me back at any point in time. Um, but I kept going. So I got to the stage of partner and I realized that I really didn't want to do it, but I didn't know how to escape. I mean, how do you turn around and say to someone, um, I don't want to do this anymore. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do instead. So I said to my husband, find a job, any job, any country. And we ended up in Cayman. And I walked away from the job telling them that my husband had this dream job in the Cayman Islands. He didn't. So whenever we got over here and we realized what the cost of living was like, I had to go back into law again. So I ended up doing um, I ended up doing another seven years in the legal profession over here, um, and then you know I just got to the stage of saying I absolutely cannot do this anymore. I need to get out. So I left. Um, I spent a couple of years watching TV in the afternoons, looking after the kids, falling asleep on the sofa because I really was quite lost and didn't know what I wanted to do. We then had a bit of an issue. Um, my husband got made redundant, so there was no income coming in and I had to find a job. And I, I went into training because I had been fit my whole entire life. So rather than go back into the legal profession, I ended up teaching high intensity interval training classes. Mm-hmm. On the back of teaching high intensity interval training classes, I opened up a gym. I also did about 40,000 qualifications for just about every gym class you can think of. Business consulting, um, life coaching, personal development coaching, you name it. So as well as doing the gym, I found that I was doing a lot of coaching. And it became quite clear that what I was doing was I was actually coaching high-performing women women through burnout, which is basically, I think, where I was as a lawyer. So I've been doing all of this just little bits, but nothing that focused because I guess I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I then ended up setting up uh, an online um, 
coaching academy with a friend of mine where we help people set up online businesses. And that was on the back of me having done a little bit of that myself. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I just found that I didn't have a clear focus on where I wanted to be, what I was doing each day and what my goals were. Because I think I've always just gone through life reacting to the fact that I was supposed to be a lawyer. That was why I picked up a copy of The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, because I thought, okay, let's start changing things and seeing if I can change the way that my life's going. I love the book so much that for me, it was just natural to pick up The Miracle Equation as well. And I really liked the idea of getting really fixed then on my goals because it was something that I was doing in my life very much. And it was also something that I was doing with the women that I was coaching. My issue was that I didn't have anybody else in my life like me. Mm. So all I found is that I was in this network coaching people but I didn't have people like me. I didn't have someone that I could talk to. Another woman who had been through what I had been through, who had the children, who was dealing with grown-up children, who was midlife, who was starting to notice changes, maybe some sweats, knowing that you weren't that young person that you were anymore, that you were beginning to age, that you maybe weren't that same you know, as, as, a, as a young person, as a young woman, you're full of the joys of spring. As you begin to age, you lose a little bit of your confidence. The media has you portrayed as being a certain way. You have to be this way or you're never going to make it. And I just found I was lost. Where are these other women in my life like me? Where are these professional women? Uh, women who want to make changes. Women who want to grab life and just say, you know, I might be aging but I'm not giving up. I still want to be a powerhouse, but give me my network of other women who are going to support me through this. Mm. And I think the problem when we get to that age, you know, you were saying when you're younger, you're full of the joys of spring. And but when you're younger, you, you're very um, attached to your identity. You, you know who you are in that moment. And as we age, we have so many different roles. And I think, you know, some of those roles will take precedent at different times in our life. So, you know, we were a child at one point, now we're mothers. And yet, being in a situation with slightly older children now and your parents aging, the role then shifts from you being a child to, you know, then sort of taking care of parents as well. So your roles are ever changing all the time. And sometimes I think if you don't have a clear direction and you don't have that support network and you don't have people, like-minded people around you that understand that, it can feel lost and confused and as, as you just described. Yeah, no, I think that's the case. I say it all the time. I say that what happens with women is... Like we go in, we go to university or we go into further education and we've got these enormous goals. Mm. But you can't change how you are inside. As a woman, we're here to, well, maybe I'll get shot down for this, but essentially we are here to keep the population growing. We're here to breed. We're here to have babies. We're here to continue the world. So we all, well, for most of us, the body clock does start to tick. So even although you're this woman with all of these great ambitions, you still want to find a partner. 
you still want to settle down. You still want to have a family. And before you know it, the husband's there and you're focusing not just on you, but you're also focusing on the husband. And let's face it, most of us end up compromising to an extent to allow the husbands to go on and do what they need to do. I thought you meant you'd compromise on who you'd chosen then. (laughs) 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 But you do, do, you end up compromising on your own life. I don't know why we do that. And it happens to the most educated of us, most successful of us. We still end up doing it. Then we have the children. And you've got the husband up here above you and then the children are coming in and it's the youngest child first that you're caring for them. All of a sudden you wake up and you're maybe 15 years down the line with a 15-year-old child. You're looking back at your own life thinking, what happened? Did I achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve? Where am I in all of this? But I think there will still be women out there who are listening to this who think, no, I didn't compromise. <clears throat> I, I decided that I would stick with what I wanted to do. I wanted to hit those goals. I wanted to get there. But of course, if you try and do all of it, which we do try and do, even though you didn't compromise on the goals you wanted to achieve, as soon as you have children, you are programmed to feel guilt over absolutely every single step that you take. I'm not good enough at my job because I'm knackered because the kids have had me up all night. Or, you know, I'm spending way too many hours at work so the children don't have me. So even if we try to push on through those barriers and, and you know, refuse to compromise and to have it all, it, that's still a tricky position to be in. It's a very um, privileged position to be yeah. in, absolutely. You know, I am incredibly privileged that A, when I decided to come out of my career, I there was something I was very passionate about doing. I was skilled at it and I could do it without too much difficulty. Um, but B, that I had a husband that um, supported that and that enabled me to take a year out, you know, without earning while I trained and then go back into that uh, with very young children. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we are obviously both incredibly privileged in the lives that we've led. But I agree, you know, whether you've compromised or not, it's still a juggling act. And you get the, you know, as you say, 15 years passes and you, you know, that, I don't know, do some people call that a midlife crisis? God, I hope we're not having a midlife crisis. I don't think so. I think but, I'm, maybe <laughs> I've been having a midlife crisis for a long time. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're right. You can sometimes find yourself in a situation where you're sitting back and thinking, okay, you know, we need to reassess. I've got to this position and, you know, I've done an all right job with my children so far and everyone seems happy, but, you know, who am I? Who am I now? And am I happy? Is this what I want to do? Yeah, no, no, I hear you. I absolutely. mean, And the, the guilt's enormous. The guilt always was enormous. I, mm-hmm. I, had, the, um, I had the nanny at home um, in the... Gosh, probably for the better part of my older two's lives. Mm. But I would still rush home. I was happy for her to pick them up from school and to drive them to the afternoon, the after school activities, etc. But I needed to be home to cook, 
So I was always putting my pressure, myself under pressure to know that I would be home. I know now, just looking back, that half of those times that I was at home cooking dinner, I still wasn't there. I was on the Blackberry oh, yeah. at that stage. Yeah. I was still on the Blackberry. I was still doing the things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters what you do. As, as a woman, we're programmed to be, to feel guilt. We're programmed to, to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves whether we're doing the same thing. Um, and my, like my oldest is 19 now. And he will have suffered the most, in my opinion, because he was the one who was in childcare most. Mm. I would drop him off um, at seven o'clock-ish in the morning, pick him back up at six o'clock, half past six at night. And I say to him now, did you suffer? He doesn't remember any of it. No, and also he doesn't know any different as well, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's, it's personal choice. And there are plenty of children that are in those scenarios and, are, you know, well-adjusted individuals. It's not, it's not, there's no right or wrong in parenting, I don't think. It's personal choice. And actually, sometimes I worry about the hours that I put in. And as you, as you were saying, you know, you're not always present if I'm on my phone and things yeah. are happening. And, you know, there are times I could deal with that better than I do, of course. Um, but also, I appreciate that my daughter, particularly, is seeing her mother run her own businesses. Yes. And take her to school, collect her from school. They're at bedtime to deal with any issues that arise because they always arise at bedtime. Um, and, you know, and be independent. Be that independent woman that my mother always wanted me to be, but I'm doing it on my terms now. I'm doing it running my own show rather than working for someone else. And so my daughter can see, you know, one parent, because her father um, is still a lawyer in the city, working very long hours and not really here during the week. A mother that is present, but that is also, A, running her own show and still working around raising the kids and B, prioritizing health and fitness because obviously that is my business. But it's important for me, for my children to see that I'm trying to look after myself as well. And that is a challenge. And partly why we wanted to set up this podcast because we acknowledge that, you know, that is tricky and challenging for us and we are fit and healthy and in the fitness business. It's still a challenge. And we see all the women that we help on a weekly basis in the same situation who don't always have people to share that with and so that's you know I think why we decided to bring it into this forum so we could help share that with people and hopefully some of what we're saying resonant resonates with people out there who are like us if there oh. are any other people like us. So, well, I, I know there are, and I'm, I have yeah. absolutely no doubts that this is going to resonate with, with a mm. whole load of women out there. Um, you know, the, guilt's a massive thing. I'll tell you what I feel guilty about at the moment. Um, I made a massive amount of money as a lawyer, massive amount of money. Mm. And when I stepped away from that, it was all gone. And I'm not making that money again yet. And I feel guilty about that. I mean, I, I, I feel guilty. It's like, why did I do that? Why did I do that to my family? Why can I not accept the fact that I don't need to be doing that? Why can I not just 
not have that level of guilt and live the, a, a, the guilt-free life. It's as if we've just, it doesn't matter what we do. We feel guilty about something and then we end up using that as an excuse. So rather than just pushing forward and pushing forward, it's like, what can we use as an excuse? Yeah, as a scapegoat. I don't really, I don't really want to do that. But anyway, that's what this is all about. Um, we'll cut this one short today because it is just an introduction, just to let you all know what we're here to talk about. We would absolutely love it if you guys can connect with us. Let us know what kind of topics you would like us to talk about. We're happy to have people, if people want to come on, if you've got uh, something that you think would be of interest to the audience that we are looking to target here, then let us know that too. Um, And we'll be looking for guests as well. And we're just hoping, as we said, to create a nice network to facilitate that open and honest discussion on health, wealth and relationships for women as we age. So I think we'll call it a halt today. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I'm really excited about this and I can't wait to welcome all of those women into our little group here and and hear what they've got to say and their stories as well. It's always really interesting to hear. So thanks for coming uh, on today and listening to us and we will fill you in on how often we're going to do these what we're going to chat about and um yeah we look forward to getting to know everyone yeah all right bye bye bye